This week's episode of the Fat Packs Podcast is brought to you by the Collectible Card Club, Monster Breaks, and all our phone guests appear on the Spotty Hot Cash Hotline. And we are back. This is the Fat Packs Podcast brought to you by the Beckett Media Podcasting Network, and I'm your host, Eric Norton. What is going on, everybody? Hope you are all blessed today. I am blessed. Thank you for uh, hanging out with me again this week. Thank you for uh, being a part of the show. I really appreciate that. You guys, I uh, hope you're having f- uh, fun out there in the collecting hobby. We've got a big week this week as far as new products and pricing, so I want to jump right into that because there's just like, there's the, there's just a ton of new stuff. To, to talk about so let's just look at it finally the new hockey 19 uh, 2017 i almost said 1900 2017 18 upper deck ultimate hockey came out uh this week and i'm excited because that's the first new product hockey product in a while from upper deck happy to see that on the slate 17 18 panini spectra basketball that's a high-end uh, high-risk high-reward basketball for you for you folks out there with this rookie class it's can't miss i, I think tops champion league uh, museum collection soccer is out well, with the World Cup just ending, that, that's also going to be a can't miss. 2018 Donruss Optic Baseball. Everybody loves uh, Optic, the the uh, prisms and the, and the different shiny stuff, so hop all over that. Uh, 2018 Panini NFL Stickers. Those are out. And the sticker replacement pages are out. Uh, 2018 Allen and Ginter Baseball. Uh, that is also a collector's favorite big set, set builder thing there. And Ryan Cracknell has a great piece up right now on Beckett.com about variations and some unannounced inserts that were, that, uh, that were in the product. And finally, Topps UFC Knockout is also on uh, on the slate this week as well. New pricing-wise, uh, just a couple. We have uh, Inception Baseball was priced and Essentials Basketball. I liked Essentials Basketball uh, for being a new product. It was, it was a lot of fun getting to check that out. Uh Nice mix of veterans and rookies in it, and then some of those retired guys too. So, yay on that! That was a pretty good buy you panini for a first time product. All right, I told you last week that this show is completely dedicated to the national, uh, at least from Beckett's standpoint of things. What we're doing, how we're going to be uh, helping you guys out, hopefully helping you guys out at the uh, at the show. We have uh, Brooke from BAS with us. We're talking uh, pricing again incredible deal for for guy for show shiners so make sure you stick around for that we also have derek from uh, bgs he's he's talking about uh pricing some pricing changes that hap- are going to be happening at uh, the national this year for uh, on-site encapsulation so you don't want to miss that either and then we're going to wrap the show up with uh, derek helling he's a freelance sports writer uh you, you've saw him on the fans you've caught him stuff on the fan sided um he's been on uh well let me i got the list right here in front of me actually fan cited uh he is a legal sports report and advocacy for fairness and sports he is a sports business guy but he's also a collector and he works uh he 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 knows how to use the system he knows he knows about the opg he knows about beckett he knows about all that and what we do and who we are but he's also working closely with tops and you know he, he has relationships with panini and upper deck as well so I wanted to bring him on and give him a, a shot to uh, be on the Fat Packs. He also has a new podcast out that you can go check out for him. For him, uh, make sh- make sure you do that. All right, 
before we move on further to get to those interviews, I need to address something that I did that apparently upset someone uh, uh, someone on Twitter, and that someone would be a Philly Puck fan. On Monday, I come, in, I come into the office, and uh, we lost Mr. Ray Emery, a two-time Stanley Cup world champion. Is that right? World champion? Stanley Cup champion. We'll, we'll go with that. Uh, he played for the Senators. He played for the Phillies. He played for the Blackhawks. And uh, he, we, he passed. He passed, on, uh, he passed over the weekend. And what I did was I made him the Beckett by the numbers uh, guy that day. And, and clearly what, what the post said without any uh, – I'm not trying to hide anything here from you. You know, today let – me, let, me, let me pull it up before I uh, talk too fast. Definitely don't want to do that because I'm trying to uh, right or wrong here. So, what it does say is, uh, oh, let's, let's, let's go to there. Beckett by the numbers, Ray Emery. We honor the memory as we pause. Wow, thanks. This is going off great, isn't it? Scroll, scroll. Hope you guys like the Beckett by the numbers, by the way. I created that. And, uh, Mr. Rob Varis and Burbank Sports sponsors the little the little uh, graphic. So, no. Somebody asked if we bought if we bought uh, Burbank. The answer is no. I think you would know that if uh, I think if Beckett bought Burbank, there would be a huge, massive shift in the uh, in the sports collecting world. But we did not buy Burbank, so no is the answer there. Uh, all right, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Bryce Harper. All right, here's it. July 16th, Beckett by the numbers. Today we honor the memory of Ray Emery. Ray was a two-time Stanley Cup champion and a hell of a teammate. Check out his numbers in our database and then hit the Burbank Sports Cards Beckett Marketplace store to add him to your collection. All right. So apparently what's happened here is there's supposed to be a moratorium on on guys who pass away and selling their cards. I get it. I, if the card police want to think that, okay, I get it. I, I see it. I, I don't think I've done anything wrong here. I've s- simply suggested that if you needed to add him to your collection or you wanted to because there is the, the people who, who add this kind of stuff to, to their collection, um, you could go do so at the Burbank Cards uh, Beckett Marketplace store. Not They didn't raise, raise a single price on his cards. My end on the hockey database, I didn't raise or lower a single price on his cards. There was no collusion there. So a uh, Philly Puck fan got upset about it because he said it's, it's disgusting and that we're making the hobby look ghoulish. I understand your argument, Philly Puck fan. I really do. And I see you working. But that was not the intent. It's not the intent for me to have you go and buy stuff from Burbank so we can make lots of money. This guy's cards aren't worth all that much anyways. So I apologize to you if I offended you, specifically Philly Puck fan. If I offended you, I apologize to you, to the hobby who I am involved with and I love very much. If I offended anybody else in the hobby, I apologize. However, please understand it was not my intent to do so. We'll leave it at that. If you want to push the fur, if you want to push it further, 
It's fine. You can. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, we're done. I have uh, have no have no ill will in my in my body here to uh, take this any further. Okay, I hope we're good there. Uh, you can come by come by the Beckett booth at the National. See me. We'll hash it out there. We'll have a good time. But uh, as far as this is concerned, I'm done. So thank you very much, sir, for your concern. And uh, let's let's continue collecting happily if we can across the hobby because we that's all we want. Speaking of the National, announced this week is a podcaster's roundtable at the National, hosted by yours truly, and joining me on stage will be Let Me Get That Potograph uh, with Drew and Stu, Jason Martin of the Steel City Scoop, uh, Rob and Ivan from Watch the, uh, Ivan from Watch the Race, but Rob and Ivan from uh, GTS, Go GTS Live, and Vince from That Sports Card Podcast all of us on stage at a, at a roundtable type conversation. Please come join it. It's at 5 p.m. on Friday at the main stage uh, at the National in Cleveland on the IX Center. Come join the audience. We're going to have audience interactions. I'm bringing giveaways. I hope some of those guys are too. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with that uh, there in Cleveland. Speaking of Cleveland, Friday night, I have nothing to do. I'm thinking about going to the baseball game. Who wants to come with me? Really? Uh, Chris Harris, what are you doing? Buddy, you want to come with me? Are you, are you bringing uh, Mr. Wright? Can we all go to the baseball game together? I'd really like to. I want to go check out. Well, it's not the Jake anymore. I forget what it's called. I want to go to Cleveland. They're playing the, they're playing the Indians. So I'm sorry. The Indians are playing the Angels. I can't talk today. We're going to do that. So that's what I'm thinking about Friday. If anybody wants to go, we can get a group discount on tickets. Let me know. At me at Eric Norton 316 on Twitter or at Fat Packs Podcast. Let me know, and uh, we'll see if we can get a group together and get group discount on a ticket. That would be great. Okay, let's get into the show. Brooke, Derek, and Derek all coming up courtesy of the Collectible Card Club, of course, the sponsor. Um, Monster Brace is another huge sponsor here with us. And then we're going to have Derek uh, Helling on the Sparty Hawk Cash Hotline, who, uh, again, is a great sponsor as well. So, Check out all of those. Monster Breaks is doing big things this week. We, again, we got a lot of uh, a lot of new stuff out, a lot of new products out. So you, you know they're doing it big, and they're going to do it big with Spectra and uh, Allen and Ginter for sure. So go check that out. Have fun uh, the rest of the week collecting, and then we're going to have one more show before we leave to go to Cleveland. But I don't think I don't know how how it's going to work out because I got to, I got to pack my stuff up on Monday. So I might have to come in on Monday and do a, do a quick, do a quick show and get it out for you guys. But, uh, we'll have another show next week for sure before, before the national. And then I'll see you guys all at the national and I'm looking forward to having a good time with you guys there. All right. Hang tight. We'll be right back on the other side of this break with Brooke from BAS. Hey, this is Marcelo from Mark Down Entertainment, and you're listening to Fat Pack Podcast. All right, we're back after that quick break, and joining us now for the first interview of the week is the uh, much-coveted, much-looked-after Brooke, if you can't find her on social media, it's probably because she's beaten down an apartment complex about some uh, hot water. <laughs> what's, what's up, Brooke? Extremely accurate. Hey, Eric, how's it going, man? <laughs> I'm doing real well. Uh, happy you could join us over here. It's quiet right now. Like, I know we have a new studio set up and everything. That's really cool. But sometimes it gets loud because yeah. we're still doing construction over here. Yep. So I had to come get you early. 
Oh, no, that works out great. And by the way, the new studio looks great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Somebody said it looked the same. I'm like, no, it looks nothing. No, it looks totally different. Totally different. So much better. Again, shout out to my wife for coming here. and. (laughs) Yeah, she she hooked you up for sure. For real. Yeah. Uh, I would have not been able to do this uh, at all. So let's uh, let's just jump right into it. We are this is our pre-national show. Yes, and uh, BAS is having uh, does have a role at the national. So you're here representing BAS. What is going on with BAS at the national? Um, I mean, it's gonna pretty it's gonna stick pretty true to what was going on last year. Uh, we're still gonna run that ten dollars show signer special. So. I've glanced at the list of who's going to be there, but I haven't really taken a good hard look. But I know there is a variety of signers uh, to select from. So anybody that you guys get at the show, just bring your items uh, right over to us, and it'll be $10 for a basic cert, and you'll walk away with everything that you need. Uh, Steve Grad's going to be there along with uh, the other authenticator and uh, the rest of the staff team. Uh, We will be slabbing on site, which is uh, huge again for us this year. So if you have any of those uh, signed trading cards, Bring those over. You walk away. They're all slabbed up for you. And uh, letters on site again this year. So you'll walk away with uh, everything that you need for the authentication of your item. Well, there you go. And I saw a giveaway you guys were doing. And you spend 100 bucks, you get like a, a, a sweet spot jacket for a baseball? Um, I personally, I haven't been briefed on that one yet. But I'm sure, yeah, that there's... Uh, Jeremy did mention there was going to be some giveaways and some VIP package deals. So... I, did, I saw I posted it on uh, Instagram yesterday. Oh, okay, so, cool, yeah. So it is happening. Um, speaking of my wife, she's giving me a call, so <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me handle that right yeah, there. Yeah, so for sure. I'm looking at this list here, and you're telling me, so typically, you know, uh, pricing is based on the athlete, and it can vary, but anybody on this list from Cal Ripken to Fred Lynn yep. could be 10 bucks. Yep, whereas Cal Ripken, I think he typically retails for uh, $30, I believe. Okay. So, you know, versus holding on to that signed photo or signed card that you get, Sending it in a couple months later, spending thirty bucks, just bring it on over at the national, ten bucks. There you go. Yep, that's not bad. Pete, I mean, I have the list in front of me. So, uh, Pete Rose, Dave Winfield, mm-hmm. Ozzy Smith. You know, these are all guys that are probably typical convention names. Oh yeah. Then, then you go. What I like if you go down here to the uh, to the other sports and the other the other kind of. You know, non like Barbara Eden. Yeah, you know that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and you know, Tyson is a, is a, is a favorite. Uh, Lenny Wilkins. I love how they use the old uh, Hawks pitcher for the Lenny Wilkins. I saw that too. Yeah, whenever I was glancing at it, I'm like, come on, man. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And then uh, everybody's favorite Henry Winkler. So. Yes. <laughs> that's uh, that's good stuff. All right, so. You you said you glanced at the list. Was there yeah. any names on the list that like you're looking to go get? Personally, at the you know I'm a huge Vikings fan, so I know I th- I saw a couple of the guys were going to be there. You know some of the old school guys. So if I have time, I might pop over and see what's going on. But you know typically I like to just focus my time on sure working and getting all those orders back out to you guys. So right, you're gonna be you guys are pretty swamped. Oh yeah, it's so it's a hundred percent like six a.m. to midnight. So we're there all day long, making right. sure you know we take care of all the stuff and get everything back in the hands of the customers. Are you going to get there on Wednesday, with, like for the the like the VIP pre show? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I'm actually I think I'm flying in on Tuesday with the rest of the team. Okay, so cool. I think I'm going to get there. I think it's like the thirty first, and uh, we'll be there. I'll be there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday through Sunday. Wow. So yeah, we'll be there pretty much the whole week. Jeez, that's a that's a long time to be in Cleveland. Now. It is pretty brutal. Yeah, <laughs> I've never been to Cleveland, yeah. so I mean, it'll be cool to kind of check it out. I have some family that lives pretty close, but I've never got to explore that area. So I've never been either. I've heard great things about it. And yeah, I've heard bad things about Same. it. So I don't I I don't know what to think yet. I'm, I'm there's some restaurants that I want to go check out. Mm-hmm. Melt is there. Have you ever heard of Melt? I have not heard of Melt. So Melt is a like a 
it's an all grilled cheese place, I guess. Oh yeah, I'd definitely be down for that. But they got like an eight pound grilled cheese. Oh my gosh! What do you do with that? I, you know, honestly, run because <laughs> I'm not gonna eat an eight pound grilled cheese and then be away from home for like seven <laughs> days. So <laughs> I don't know about you, but Brooke's gonna die. Yeah, like, pretty much. Hundred years later, they're like, here's Brooke. <laughs> And a grilled cheese she yeah. had in 2008. From a grilled cheese from 60 years ago. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. so crazy. Man, that's crazy. Uh, what's going on uh, on the collecting side of things for you? I know that you you were once pretty big on the on the social media market, uh, trading and jumping around. Yeah. Your, your name's still out there a little bit. You've been making trades, working on that uh, Arizona collection and those Vikings? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty much I've cut back. You know, obviously the Instagram page. Yeah. tenfold got cut back but sure. uh, i still like to keep up with everybody's collections on there i got to meet a lot of great people and like learn a lot about their pcs so it's good to see what they've added over you know the past couple years sure but i mean yeah i mean i still you know i'll trade up for my viking stuff you know i'll trade for some arizona stuff i love meeting people who love the hobby so i mean right now i'm working on a um a vikings the mini helmet like i'm doing all okay, the yeah. all the speed helmets Okay. All the minis, so I'm slowly starting to add. I guess now, like the those speed helmets and the ice helmets and the blaze helmets. Sure. They're all taken off, so I really like the speed ones. So those are the ones I'm working on right now. I, I'm, I go back and forth, and people who listen to the podcast closely enough know that I'm kind of a closet Packers fan. Oh yeah. But I kind of secretly like the Vikings because I like purple. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yep. I'm like. I have these Adam Thielen cards that I, I'm like, I should give these to Brooke. But then I'm like, I don't know, maybe You're I don't like, want them. No, but Adam Thielen is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and they're from, they're from uh, Elite. They're from co- Collegiate Elite. Oh, okay, cool. So they're in his, his college uniform, but they're still purple. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, eh, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll pass m- one. Maybe I'll just keep these. Yeah. yeah see, like, <laughs> I like going after stuff too, like oddball stuff that, like, you typically don't see signed. Sure. So it's like I have, you know, an Adam Thielen signed golf scorecard from where somebody got him on the golfing green one day. Okay. Or, you know, like uh, Randy Moss, he used to own or, you know, co own a smoothie shop in West Virginia. And people sure. have, you know, signed from like the grand opening or business cards. So I like to collect stuff that's not just. Obviously, I like my purple, but right. I'm trying to kind of expand the collection a little bit. Expand it out a little yep. bit. So speaking of collections, I mean, I, I, watched your, uh, I watched your Facebook. We're friends on Facebook. So oh, yeah. I watch your Facebook feed uh, every now and again because you have some really cool stuff coming in. I'll start with the Marvel pieces that came in the other day that were like fully signed by the oh, cast. Oh, it was amazing. But, like, what's been blowing you blowing you away lately? Those those Marvel um, Avengers Infinity War pieces that are coming in here. I mean, like it's full cast. Like it's everybody sure. from the director to Chris Pratt to Zoe Saldana, everybody. So it's like you see stuff like that, and I mean, it's like you have. 25, 30 signatures on one piece. Right. That stuff always blows me away because I love the Avengers, you know, and I sure. loved Infinity War. The hype right now is pretty intense. But uh, I love seeing the historical stuff. Like, that's the stuff every time it comes in. We've got to see some pretty sweet, like, uh, George Washington cuts and uh, Martin Luther King signed letters. And it's like, that's the stuff you come in, you're like, I'm probably never going to see this ever again in my life. I, I get a little jealous sometimes, i got to be honest with you, because you, we're... We're removed from that now. We used to be over on the same side, but now we're on the other side of the building. Mm-hmm. So it was easy to run over and, and see it, but I don't see it now until you you snap a picture. Yep. Of it. And I'm just blown away by the stuff that continually pours into BAS. It's constant, yeah. And it's, I mean, sometimes it's hard to not like, I think like the other day we had put up on our social media that we had done, um, it was like a Picasso, a JFK, and yeah, 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 yeah. some other just huge name. And it's back to back to back. And I mean, it's like, where else can you go to work every day? And you're like, oh, Picasso, Charles right. Darwin, MLK, you know, just. Actually, I think that was the same day uh, we had the Otani 
Superfractor. Yep. We had the Otani Superfractor, and we pulled a uh, Baker Mayfield and Alonzo Ball and box breaks. And I was like, I was like, oh, we're doing good. And then I look at your social media. Yeah, and, and you're like, like, hold on a minute. Never yeah. mind. We're, <laughs> we're not worthy. Backtrack. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're better. <Yeah. laughs> so, that's. But you guys are you're so blessed. But. What, what's coming through lately that's been fake? Like, what have you seen that's been fake? Obviously, right now, the market for Otani is hot. Yeah. So you're going to start seeing a lot of the Otani, you know, unfortunately, people are going to go and do it. Sure. Um, still, you know, you're still seeing the Trouts, the Judges, you know, all these guys that are super, super hot right now. If you don't see that Beckett sticker on it, you know. Yeah. It's I would just shy away, from shy away from it for right now. I mean, my whole thing is if I have an Otani autograph, on a baseball that I get myself and I want to flip it, why am I going to cheat myself out of an extra two to $300? Sure. I think his authentication fee is 50 bucks. Oh, that's not so bad. So you pay 50 bucks, you get a photograph, a legitimate letter, everything is legitimized, but it's kind of a, an immediate red flag if you see an uncertified Otani, Otani autograph. Speaking of angels, I, I also saw, and this is another plug for the, the $10 show search. Oh, yeah. Uh, Albert Pujols is signing. Oh yeah, so, that's great. Can you, what do you know off the top of your head? What a Pujols is without the ten dollar? I think it would go for. I think he's either thirty five or fifty. So okay, it's so one of the two. So I mean, like it's going to be a huge, sure, you know, margin of savings there for you. That's that's a big, it's a big one. And Daryl Strawberry too. Yep. Keep looking at the list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh, I, oh, I want this guy. Like, oh, okay, great. And there again, we don't have time to get away from the booth to right. do that. So yeah, that sucks. But it's all good though, because you know, like we, I mean, I do so many shows, and it's like typically you'll see the same signers on this sure. like, on the show circuit. Sure. So you know, if I miss them in Cleveland, I'll probably get them in Chicago or Chantilly or somewhere. Now, speaking of shows, and I know that you haven't, I, I don't think that you've done this, but we're starting to do shows in Europe now. Yes. How's that? Do, do you, can you tell us how that came to be? Do you know anything about that? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty much, um, Steve Grad will go over to the. I, I think the one that's coming up. He actually leaves uh, tomorrow. Okay. It is the London Con and Film Fest. Okay. So it's similar to like the Comic Cons that they put on in the states. Sure. Um, I'm not sure the promoter of it, but anyways, we kind of got involved because there's a huge Star Wars and non-sport following over there. Yeah, yeah. And um, Doctor Who, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> And so we wanted to kind of tap into that market without having those customers having to ship their items, you know. Makes sense. Overseas. So uh, we did the first round, and it went pretty well. You know, people are still kind of getting familiarized with the concept of authentication. Sure. Uh, typically, people that – one thing that I've noticed is that people who attend cons and people who attend sports shows are two totally different breeds of people. Yes, totally. So you have, you know, the sports guys, they know that in order to sell their things, they need to get that authenticated. They, you know, they have to have, you know, BAS, PSA, JSA, whoever on that to be able to get top dollar for their stuff. Versus non-sport collectors, they tend to – I don't want to say not appreciate, but they're not as – I guess, maybe educated on the authentication process. Okay. So we're definitely trying to tap into all the cons, Texas Frightmare, um, all the stuff that we've been doing here locally to the Fan Expo um, to kind of show these people that, you know, this is the service that we offer. This is how you maximize your dollar. So the first time that we went to London, it was kind of a get-to-know-us kind of a trip. Sure. So uh, we did some great things over there. We made some great connections, and then hopefully it'll be booming whenever uh, Steve is back over there next week. I got to talk to BAS. I want to go to London. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm like, Ken, like, how do I get on that trip and take an off the Houston like right. you know, <laughs> run? <laughs> that whole Houston-London run. Yeah, know, like, like just, yeah just, just straight to London. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. I, I think, you know what, uh, every so often we get collectors from London – 
or from the, from the UK hit hit us up like, hey, we got this. We pulled this in our shop mm-hmm. or whatever. And shops over there are few and far between yeah. too. But I think would be I think the podcast would do co- something cool. Oh yeah, there. I mean there was like there's definitely like some great people, especially at sure. the all the you know non-sport. Sure. Um, and plus it's like really cool to see the stuff that comes in. You know the the international submissions and how just how different they are and like right. you know how people's collections vary. I mean. Right. It's just insane compared to what, you know, just the typical standard mail-in orders you get from the States. I got to be honest with you. It's mostly because when I was younger, like 14, 15, 16, the British accent was the sexiest accent in the world to me. Okay. So (laughs) uh, for, I think I was in maybe the third grade and for half of the year I did a British accent, but I stayed true to character for like six months. That's awesome. So I would be just on the playground, like going down the slide, just, you know, doing my little British accent, like, and everybody just thought that I was, you know, like a wee lad, you know, running around. But That's I kept hilarious. it up for like literally half the semester. Things we do to entertain ourselves. It's so right? great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, uh, it's been about fifteen minutes, so I'm gonna let you go. Sounds uh, good. We gotta go. We gotta plan a Norkland trip. If you, yeah, you a Norkland and a Cuba diving we'll trip. Cuba, yeah. Cuba diving trip. <laughs> we'll have some fun with that. Uh, if you guys know what that is, thank you for listening. Yeah. If you don't, then you should probably figure it out. Uh, yeah. All right, uh, Brooke. We'll see you at the national. Okay? All right. Sounds great. Thanks. Hi, this is Adam Popple from Popple Sports, and you're listening to the Fat Pack. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break, and uh, joining me now is, well, he's my original co-host. There you go. Mr. Derek Ficken. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Good to be here. Thank you for thank you for coming over to this side of the building. For sure. <laughs> I feel like I come over here every once in a while to help out the front. Sure. And then to play pool, obviously. To play pool, yeah. yeah. On my break. Uh, yeah. Never during business. You don't do that during That's business hours. A very unprofessional. That's a very Bill Dumas thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Who's no com- that? Exactly. That exactly. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is our, our, our national preview. So you're okay. here, obviously, representing BGS. Cool. And uh, we're just going to get you a quick little rundown about what B- BGS is doing. Well, uh, obviously, if you haven't heard or you know seen, you know we are under a lot of pressure, sure. um, you know, with the delays and the backlog of stuff. Um, but with that said, we're still going to be, um, you know, we're going to have a big presence at the national, Good. um, Good. full service grading on-site encapsulation, um, grading same day. Um, we have a head of the line service if people are really wanting that done. Um, but the thing is pricing and turnaround times are always going to change, you know, based on the demand, sure. uh, based on the line that forms right at the beginning, you know, that Wednesday, um, so get there as early as possible and submit your stuff to us. That way we can give you an accurate time frame. Um, obviously RCR, GCR services, just like a normal show, uh, we're going to be there with that. Prices have changed a little bit for RCR. Okay. Um, in past it was one to five, six to 50, 51 to 99 and a hundred plus as far as the breakdown of price. Now we have it one to 50 cards. It's going to be $10 per card, an additional $2 per for an autograph card. 51 to 99 cards, we're dropping it to $9 a card, and then 100 plus cards is $8 a card. Okay. Obviously, that too, uh, pricing and turnaround subject to change. Also, um, the grades for the RCR are not guaranteed. I want this to be out front, you know, before people submit. The uh, the only way to fully ensure that that card grade will stay the same is to submit it directly for encapsulation, because the RCR holders we all know are just 
semi-rigids. Sure. You know? So we can't guarantee that that card will not be damaged once we give it back to you. In in a, in a way, right. you know what I mean. So that's that's why we can't fully guarantee that card grade stay the same. But we always say nine point nine times out of ten, it'll stay the same. Sure. But we always have to say that because man, there's been times cards have gone down, but also it's gone up. So yeah. it's it's a review type sure. service. You when, know? when did that happen? That that sounds new. Yeah, it, it's somewhat new. Uh, we kind of started slowly rolling it out over the last year okay. um, since the national in Chicago. Um, we just realized that we, you know, the 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 condition markings are so sensitive as far as keeping it that sure. specific condition mark that the only way to truly guarantee that will stay the same forever and ever is an hour encapsulation holder. Sure. With the review service, we call it a review because it's a review. It's not a full, you know, grade, right. um, as well as the protection side of things. Um, as far as a holder's concerned, the label over the top, you know, can come off, things like that. So there's a lot of ways for a card can really get potentially damaged in that holder. Right. We're saying it's not going to happen all the time, but we've seen it happen. Sure. And so we want the customers and the collectors out there to know going in, this is what you're going for. So if you want to ensure the card will um, stay the same grade, there's no issues or anything like that, just submit it full grading. Just don't worry about it. Encapsulate it because it'll look prettier anyways. Right. It, they, they do look nicer. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the, the RCR service is great for people trying to you know put a grade quick on it, sell it at the show, trade sure. it, do all that stuff. But for someone to say, well, I'm going to get RCR stuff and I'm going to keep it in my collection forever, it's not really what that service is for. I, I follow you. You know it's, what I mean? It's like, I can see a guy with bulk stuff just coming and get RCR and then yeah, it, you know? exactly. And that's, you know, we're, we're obviously not here to, you know, uh, just be a, a flipper. You know, right. we're, we're sure. here to provide the grade and all that. But we have certain services for certain people. Got know? it. Got it. All right, uh, Cleveland. This is your. This is your one of your hometowns. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, one of my homes. What what do we what do I need to be looking for? What, what do you need to be looking for? Well, um, great question. It's the IX Center. So, uh, as we all know, there is a um, Ferris wheel. Uh, I've seen this. in the building. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, is there a weight limit. I don't think so. <laughs> so you should be good. Uh, no, I remember Ivan. Um, yeah, yeah. With uh, GTS, breaks, yeah. yeah, watch the breaks. He did a pack, uh, I think a Boxbuster episode on the Ferris wheel last national in Cleveland, which was really cool to see. But uh, yeah, that's that's big there. So definitely check that out if you can. Um, the food, man, I'm yeah. telling you, it's Cleveland's Cleveland. You know, don't get me wrong, um, but uh, Michael Simon, who's a fantastic chef, is yeah, from yeah. Cleveland. Okay. Um, has a ton of restaurants out there. One that I really like, it's called Melt. Yeah, we were. I was just talking about Melt with Brooke. I yeah. was like, you know, if you want to. It's incredible. Yeah. Like all, all it is is as long as you're a lover of grilled cheese, sure. this is this is your spot, you know what I mean? Uh, so check out Melt. Check out um, for all you high-end people out there that want to get, you know, a nice little steak dinner. Um, there's a place called uh, Johnny's Bar. That's downtown Cleveland. You're gonna pay uh, fifty <laughs> to a hundred bucks a plate, but it's it's nice. Um, but man, you got you got everything out there. Indians are gonna be in town that weekend. Yeah, they play the, uh, the Angels. Yeah. Angels, yeah. yep. And then uh, uh, you got the Cleveland Browns that are starting their mini camp, I think, in August. So there's a lot of stuff to do. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a lot of fun to check out. It's a little drive, but 
the Hall of Fame games that weekend, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah so. in Canton. It's about a two-hour drive. Okay. Um, but if you've never been, um, I definitely recommend it because you you can't see anything like that anywhere else. Sure. Unless you go to Cooperstown or, you know, um, Springfield for, for the national uh, basketball one. But um, it's Ohio's Ohio. I love it. You know, I've been there. It's my second home. But you, you can really find some – you know, hidden gems. Sure. If you know certain people and kind of get out of that touristy downtown area. Sure. You know what I mean? Now you're, I know that you're a kind of a, kind of a closet autograph collector and you pick up stuff you like. Sure. Are there signers that you've looked on the list and seen like, <laughs> I got to get this guy? Or? I, yeah. I, I actually looked at it yesterday and, um, I've been wanting to get Jim Brown for a very long time. Okay. Just because man, he's not getting any younger. Um, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know he's he's really one of the greats. Sure, you know what I mean. One who uh, was ahead of his time. You know, um, not only in the sport, but um, just for the economy and society at that time. You know, right? Um, it's it's uh, one of those things where he's just he's a pioneer of of the NFL, and uh, he was at the the Dallas NFL draft and yeah. just talking and doing interviews and. He just was always a, a person that I've always wanted to get a signature of, and his stuff is out there. It's it's a lot, but it's worth it in my opinion. So him, um, really, that's really it. Really, Jim Brown is really the only guy that I'm like I got to get it this time around. Mine's Mike Tyson. And Tyson on like a, a punch out or whatever. Yeah, so that would uh, be cool. I had Jason Crosby do up a couple of customs, and he sent one for me and one for him to get signed. Mm. Uh, my only my he did the same thing last year, yeah. but Tyson canceled like the week prior. Oh man! So I'm hoping that he doesn't he doesn't cancel, cancel this time. <laughs> yeah, Tyson's always you know from what I hear a good dude. Sure, you know, um, willing to sit down and and shoot the you know what with you. Um, and I think he was at a panini party one yeah. national hanging yeah. out. So I think it was the last time we were in Ch- in it's Cleveland, um, or no, it was, it was Chicago. Chicago, Chicago. It was at the Bear Stadium. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, that would be cool. Um, See, Tyson, I I got my media credentials for the for the national yesterday. Nice. And I don't. How do I say this? It like I guess because they knew who we were, it mm-hmm. wasn't exactly tough. Okay. They they were like, "You just gonna let me go back there and talk to Mike?" I, wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I could do that. Yeah. Right. But, That's uh, cool. I hope. I'm, it, Tyson's on my wish list for autographs and interview. There you wise. go. I don't know what I would talk to him about, but man, like, honestly, like just talk to him. Yeah, with Tyson, I would just talk to him. You yeah. know, if if you haven't seen his uh, HBO or oh, whatever yeah, special, yeah. fantastic, just absolutely. Fantastic. You know, he, he's a really funny guy, and uh, I just I would if you ever are able to talk to him, ask him what it was like to literally come from nothing to yeah. have in his prime all that money. Sure, ha- literally not have a care in the world fantastic house i mean you bought a white tiger for god's sake I, like good god man like <laughs> to have that kind of money and to come from where he did i want to understand maybe it's hard to to try and understand but to to do that in a short amount of time sure you know how how that you know messes with your psyche in a way you I, know what i mean totally it'd have to but it totally have uh, to. i i think with his recent events him trying to get back into the spotlight as a normal person, sure. as, as normal as you can get, I think he'd be um, interested in answering that. But uh, that'd be you know, cool. That'd yeah. be a cool question. Um, also, right. want to know what ear tastes like? Uh, 
Just kidding. I bet it tastes like chicken. <laughs> it tastes Eric. like chicken? Yeah, it tastes like chicken. I Put a little seasoning on it. You should be good there. I want to know about his cartoon. He's got that cartoon on the yeah. uh, on Adult Swim. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He, I just He's got a lot of stuff. And The Hangover, like, yeah. he was really good in that. But, uh, yeah, man, the, the National always has a great lineup. TriStar sure. always does it big. Sure. They always... Um, you know, get back to, you know, uh, the hometown, you know, so right. there's going to be a lot of Cleveland Indians there. Um, and it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's the national. So it's a lot right. of work, you know, it's going to be busy, but, um, we're, we're ready for it. I know so. some guys that are coming for the first time and I'm excited for them. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they're like, Hey man, we, we, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. I'm like, no, you're not. You're no. Not gonna, yeah. You're going to probably do about three of those. Yeah. Things. And then you're going to sit a lot and yeah. be tired. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I try to tell people it's kind of like a music festival, Yeah, you know, in a way where you want to do all these things and see all these people and, and you're so excited and the adrenaline kicks in once you get in there. Um, and then after you know, three, four hours, you're like, holy crap, you know, there's still so much to do, you know, and it's only Wednesday afternoon, you know, I have till Sunday (laughs) and it's like, it's, it's, um, it's, it's going to be crazy. You know, it's, it's definitely something to do if you've never done it before. Right. Um, but for all you first timers, just be prepared. So yeah, hydrate, uh, uh, (laughs) hydrate. I was going to ask, what would be your one, your one thing to tell them? Is is it just be prepared or? Yeah. Be, be prepared. You know, don't go in not knowing anything about the show. You know what I mean? Um, because that's not good. There's, there's so much in there. There's so many booths. Um, the corporate area is, is going to be packed with things. Um, Beckett's going to be doing some pretty fun stuff, um, giving away stuff, things like that. So yeah. always come check out the Beckett booth for that. But, um, yeah, I honestly think stay hydrated. Stay you know hydrated. what I mean? And I'm not talking beer. I, yeah. <laughs> that's not the way. You don't want to be drunk on the floor messing no. around. You know what I mean? So we're having this, uh, this Beckett party. Have, you know I've what? heard it's yes like, about uh, um, going to B Dubs, yeah, right? B Dubs. I can't tell you the signers that are going to be there, but there are going to be a couple of signers. Nice. Uh, but really, more excitingly, I think is uh, the notorious Bob is going to be in the house. <laughs> the you, notorious Bob. Yeah, he's a professional eater. <clears throat> oh, what? And uh, if you were lucky enough to get a ticket to this, because this, this thing sold out fast. Yeah, that's what I heard. If you were lucky enough to get a ticket to this, you can challenge. Oh Bob to a wing eating contest. What uh, does he have a like a record of how many wings he's? He does. Okay. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head what it was, but he did win the Philadelphia Wing Bowl Championship oh, last year. Jeez, he's no slouch, people. Okay, <laughs> so, so the, yeah, this guy's coming to coming to hurt. Yeah, he's coming to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that I. Uh, I heard about this thing, and a couple customers of mine have asked about trying to get in, and yeah. I heard it was sold out pretty quick. It's so. it, like it got posted and probably sold out within seven hours. That's crazy. Yeah. Hey, man, that's 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 the Beckett man. Granted, it's at it's you know it's not Panini, you know it's not the Panini party. Sure. It's not the Southern Hobby Hobby party and all uh-huh. that. This is a limited affair. This mm-hmm. is at a Buffalo Wild Wings with like <laughs> seventy five to eighty of your closest friends, right? <laughs> Well, that, but that's the thing, man. Is like, look, Panini always does it big. Sure, you know what I mean. They'll they'll have Reggie Jackson, you know, back in the DJ booth doing his own thing, dancing like crazy, and sure. that's awesome to see. Tops does their thing, you know. Upper Deck does their thing, 
but Beckett's never really had something sure. like that before. So um, to to start it off strong at a Buffalo Wild Wings where people can hang out, it's a limited number of people. Sure, you know, so those people are people who want to be there. Right, you know what I mean? It's not just hey, I'm just here for the free stuff. You know. Also, this is cool because it's like one of the first Buffalo Wild Wings. It's I think it was number oh, really. F- it was number four in the country. Or oh something. dang! So it it was yeah. it used to be Buffalo uh, Wild. Wild Wings and Weck. That's what huh. it was. Interesting. So, and it's, it's in, yeah, it's in Strongville, I think it was. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's cool. I'm, man, if I can get out there from uh, behind the grading booth sure. that night, that'd be pretty interesting to see. But, um, it, man, I, I think you should challenge BOB. I'm not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Eric. Like, I, I don't see when Paul was here, Paul was all about it, right? Yeah. He was going to challenge him and, and do it. Yeah. I just don't have it in me. Man. You don't. You I, can't do it. I don't. No. You're not a beat ups. I'm not a connoisseur. Yeah. So, so yeah, that might hurt you. There, there's that. And, yeah. Um, I like chicken. You do, but not that much. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's a thing. You know, I'm a I'm a beat ups fan, but I couldn't I couldn't competitively eat because I don't want my stomach to hurt for days. Yeah, and days. I don't have. You know what like, I, mean? I got a I got a whole other three days of the show right? to be there. Right. <laughs> I can't. I, I got to work, yeah, man. <laughs> I can't keep getting up. And going to the IX bathroom and, right? and just destroying it. I can't do it. Oh that. man, you and thousands of other dealers. There, exactly. Man. Yeah. No, that's that's a bad idea. Don't do that, Eric. I'm not going to. Do okay. That. But somebody <laughs> is going to do that. Man, you should get Ted up there. Ted Barker versus Bob. Oh. That's, that's what we got to do. Or Jeremy Murray. Get get Murray up there. Murray. Yeah. I don't know. Or if Fleischer. Fleischer. You know. Fleischer is. He can't handle he, it. Yeah, he's got to fly the next day. I don't know he's if he got, can. <laughs> no, he's got to fly on Sunday, so he's got to prepare two he's got, days. Yeah, he's got, he's got to, to fast. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know if we can do that. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Thanks for joining us. So run down uh, those prices one more time. Yeah, so we have the uh, full-service grading starting at $50 a card. That's from 1 to 20 cards. Uh, drops down. The more you submit, obviously, the less price it gets. So 21 to 49 cards, that's $45 a card. 50 to 99 cards is 40 per. 100 plus cards is $30 per card. We have an express service, so same day encapsulation and grading. That's $75 a card. Head of the line service, which is pretty much you give us the card, we run it to a grader. Grader gives it directly to the slab team, um, usually within one to two hour turnaround. That's $100 a card there. So we have a couple different options for full grading there. The RCR, GCR services, that's a raw card review. Um, 1 to 50 cards, $10 per. 51 to 99 is 9 And 100 plus is $8 per. Head of the line service for that's $25 per card. But pricing and turnaround times will always be subject to change. So obviously these prices will probably be changed, changed soon. soon. Yeah. As, but, as people show up on Wednesday. And- yeah. So make sure you get there as early as possible, as quickly as possible. Fill out submission forms ahead of time. Any way, shape, or form you can get your stuff to us quicker. Right. That's that's how you do it. With that being said, don't try to bribe us. Don't never bribe us because we will never take it. We will never take it. Why would we yeah. be in business if we accept bribes? I've seen it. like I've seen it before in Toronto, but I never saw it the way I saw it. In, it's in it's bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to be honest, I understand it. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, people always ask me. I get bribes here in the office. You know what I mean? And it, it sucks yeah. to get that because, A, I'm never going to take it. Sure. You know what I mean? Because there's cameras all over the place. <laughs> you know, like, how stupid could you be? But also, I don't want 
to have that attached to us. Yeah, you that's, know what I that's mean? a bad thing. And it's just let's just keep it above the belt. Let's let's do what we're supposed to do here, and let's do it right. All right, cool. Thanks for joining me, buddy. Yeah, we'll I, see you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, new music. You go find some new music. Cue, cue the posty. Cue the posty. Posting Malone. Oh, don't, I don't, no. Uh-oh. We need a we need a hip hop. Uh, like five minute sesh. We're gonna do that later soon. Yeah, we'll soon. Do the national. There we go. We'll do that. All I'm right. down with that. <laughs> cool. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> later. You guys hang tight. We'll be right back. This is Sean Aronson, the play-by-play voice of the St. Paul Saints, your new favorite minor league baseball team, and you're tuned in to the Fat Packs Podcast. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break. Uh, joining us now on the phone is uh, on the Sparty Hot Cash Hotline, actually, is my new friend Derek Helling. He's a sports writer. You've, you've seen his work on, on, on Fansided and in a, a bunch of other places, but right now uh, he's on the phone with us. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing real well. Thank you for joining us and making time for us today. Um, before we jump in here, please introduce yourself and uh, let, us, let, let my listeners know a little bit about yourself. Well, like you said, I'm a freelancer in this. I reside in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, I cover the, what I cover in my writing is the intersections of the realms of business and law with uh, professional and uh, amateur sports. There you um, go. Other than that, I, uh, that, well, that's pretty much all I do. I just work. <laughs> I think that's all of us, man. We just all we just all work, and some of us have a little bit better jobs than others. You're you're a sports writer, and I got to tell you, I envy that a little bit. I I I understand that I work at Beckett and everything, and that's that's cool stuff. But I always wanted to be a sports writer, so uh, maybe this is a little little intro to what what I need to do to become a sports writer because that would be great. Um, So, how long have you been uh, collecting cards and and, and been involved uh, with in the hobby at all? Um, I've been collecting for almost three decades now, since I was a kid. Okay. And, um, you know, during the college years, they kind of took a backseat just because I was broke. Um, but, you know, when I would get the cash, get some cash, I would go and, uh, and, and, uh, go through a pack attack to the extent that I could. Sure. So, mm-hmm. Um, you you went to college at, at Iowa, so were there a lot of were there some shops there on the campus or near the campus? Yeah, yeah, there was a there was a comic book store near campus that also sold cards. Okay, that's and easy. so yeah, so there was a place to get them there. Sweet. Do you remember the first pack of cards the, that you bought, or the or the set that got you hooked into it? I don't remember the first packs or really a set that stood out. What really kind of hooked me into the hobby was. The was the local hobby store in in my hometown of Fort Madison, Iowa. It was called the Ballpark, and what really made that place special to me was um, was the couple that ran it. Their names were Doug and Bev, and uh, they were just very welcoming. The service was great, and after you buy your cards and you were opening them, uh, they were just as excited, if not more, about whatever you pulled. Um, they would, uh, you know, if you got if you got a hit, they would. Take it from there and put it in a put it in a penny sleeve and a top loader right then and there, and pull out the uh, pull out the old Beckett magazine. Of course, this was back in the nineties, <laughs> and uh, and look it up and tell you you know what it currently booked for. So that so that experience was kind of what got me hooked on the hobby as a kid. 
now that I'm, I'm, I imagine Iowa being a bunch of small towns. Is that true? I don't want to, I don't want to stereotype yeah, anything. No. So, so this no, was, a, yes. Yeah. You're very right. So this was a, a, a small town card shop that, I mean, I'm sure they, they lived and died on their customer base there. So, yeah. Connecting with their customers had to be important, and it left an impression on you. So that's awesome, man, that you got to have that. Mm-hmm. It was. It really was. I wish it was still around. Unfortunately, that building is now housed by a, uh, a used furniture store. But I'll always look back upon it fondly. <laughs> I'm from a I'm from a small town in Texas called Springtown, Texas, and we had one card shop there, and she. She wasn't as welcoming as that. She was. She was kind of a. Oh. She, she was kind of a meanie. She want, She just wanted to. Really? Oh yeah, but that's okay. That's that's neither here nor there. We we have a uh, great card shops around the Metroplex now. So of course, uh, the reason I invited you on is I re- recently saw you interact with uh, Rob Cowell about Beckett. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was asking about Beckett if we were still around, and you jumped in immediately. And you knew that we were obviously, which is great because a lot of people we talk to our age, they're like, hey. What do you do? You work for Beckett? I, I, I didn't know that was still a thing. So you knew that. So that's great. Um, but you, you you suggested that most of our, our work is now online. Uh, do you have an online price guide? Was that just common sense to you? How did that work? No, yeah. You know, I'm an OPG, excuse me, OPG subscriber um, to the baseball. And um, as I still collect baseball cards, I'm, I'm checking on the OPG pricing. Uh, for products that I both want to want to get into and uh, that I of course have already bought uh, a box or two of. That's that's good stuff, man. Uh, that's another thing that people don't know that we do is is the OPG. There, um, you either find that collectors are the old school guys and they want to hold onto that magazine and flip through that magazine. They need it to be tangible in their hands. Or they just don't want to deal with uh, the internet or the app or whatever they want. They don't want to deal with mm-hmm. it. So they they go strictly old school with the book. But knowing that you're an OPG subscriber is really great because um, let me. Is there a function on the OPG that you that you like that like me like it's just so useful to me because I know how to use it right. Yeah. So could you tell our listeners yeah. maybe who don't who don't have one what you like about it and how how the functionality of it is is good for you. Yeah, I think the probably the biggest asset for me of the OPG versus the print is is uh, first off just the there's so much more information sure um, in the digital version than you I mean you've only got a certain number of pages and it can only fit so many characters on a page right and uh, of course in the digital version um, it's unlimited the amount of information you can get not only that but you can prioritize what you're going to see on the screen based on what you actually care about um, so you can personalize it to a pretty to a pretty great degree and that's one of the things that I really appreciate about the uh, online price guide thank you thank you I know it sounds like an OPG plug and uh, and it kind of is but it honestly you're the first guest that I've inter- ever interviewed that actually has an OPG so that's really cool to me anyways. So, so what are you collecting then? Uh, I, I, we talked offline a little bit. You, you mentioned Octo, Octavia Dotel. What is that about? Well, I just know the Octavia Dotel still um, has pitched for, more, pitched for more teams during his career than anybody else in Major League Baseball history. Um, so I think that's very unique, not only his longevity, but he's the ultimate journeyman. Um, and my fantasy baseball team every year is the Octavio Motel <laughs> as a reference to how much he traveled. 
you know, his career. Um, so I recently, you know, I've, I've been collecting baseball cards, you know, as I said, basically my whole life and have gotten over the years a number of Dotel cards. Um, but using, once again, a plug for the OPG here, um, <laughs> I've recently been using the OPG Megas listings to build a comprehensive list of well, every Dotel card that's ever been produced that Beckett is aware of anyways. And so I've kind of made up my mission to get at least one of the complete catalog and uh, be the become the trading card authority on all things Octavia Dotel. That is a weird thing, but somebody's got to do it, right? <laughs> that's pretty Yeah, good. I mean, like, when I was in college, uh, we did, I did student radio at the University of Iowa, and we did a baseball show, and one particular day we played a, we played on the show, on the show a game that we called Six Degrees of Octavia Dotel. <laughs> And uh, within within six minutes, we were able to tie him back to players like Mickey Mantle and uh, Billy Bruce. And uh, if you expanded it to eight, we were able to go all the way back to Honus Wagner, Mister T two hundred six himself. So, oh my goodness, that that's insane! Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I you know I think Bartolo Colon when I, when I think the Ultimate Journeyman. I don't think Octavio Lutero, yeah. but but that's man, you get you got him all the way back to Honus. That's that's nuts. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, uh, being a sports writer, uh, collectibles, I would assume, you know, they, they have to find a way to work themselves into your writing sometimes. They're already right, always right there on your peripheral. Um, is it, is it a fair statement to say that, that that's true? Or you, do you, do you think that most writers or most sports guys don't pay attention to it until it comes in to full view? I think that a lot of pretty mainstream sports writers, um, there's got to be something big, some big story that comes out of the hobby in the industry for them to spend any of their time on it because, you know, we're all pretty conscious of, like any other entrepreneur or businessman, a return on investment. And it's all about is producing content along these lines are going to be end up being worth my time sure. and effort. Um, and so, you know, there's you've seen, you saw stories over the past few months about Shohei Otani cards just because of the, I guess, the peculiarity of it and the fact that we don't get demand for those kind of cards in the baseball card industry sure. all the time, every year. Um, so, it, so for the most part, it takes those kind of events. Um, but uh, I've been able to build up a pretty good re- review, excuse me, uh, relationship uh, with Tops and been able to kind of work some more content along the hobby lines. And I've got a relationship with Upper Deck and Panini to a lesser degree as well. And so I've been able to produce some content along those lines, uh, fortunately. That's that's great because, you know, I get I guess with with a collector it's it's easier for you to work yourself in there and then not having it mm-hmm. uh you know just on your peripheral vision there but so since since you mentioned mentioned tops let me ask you this they recently signed an extension with major league baseball through 2025 and you being mm-hmm. a baseball collector how does that make you feel that they're going to have the license through 2025 do you think the exclusive wow do you think the exclusive license is good for sports collecting or do you think other people need to be involved well, I mean, I've seen the evolution of of this industry. You know, where when I started collecting, 
there were, you know, a dozen different companies and everybody was pumping out a wide variety of content. And then, of course, we've moved along to where now we've got basically the three and they've all got their kind of niches. Um, sure. I would say that there's something to be said for doing one thing and doing it really well. And I think that having these exclusive license affords Panini, Tops, Upper Deck the opportunity to do that. At the same time, the downside is that when you know you're the only game in town, like Panini is with NFL and NBA cards and Upper Deck is with NHL cards, sure. that kind of takes away from your motivation to innovate and put out a good product because you know that if, if people want basketball or football cards or hockey cards or in-competition baseball cards that are that have team logos on them anyway, um, you've got to go to them. Right. So there's, I think there's a, there's a give and a take to it, and it's just all about the companies, the manufacturers taking it upon themselves to put out a good product as well as the consumer to communicate with these companies using both uh, the forms for, that they provide as well as with their wallets. Um, if they put out a crap product, don't buy it. Sure. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> put out a crap product, don't buy it. It's, it's that easy. All right, man, let's talk about your work. Uh, you, 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 you can be found across the sports spectrum, but you're most recently affiliated with the Legal Sports Report and the Advocacy uh, for Fairness in Sports. Can you tell us a little bit about both of those organizations and the type of information that can be found there? Yeah, uh, Legal Sports Report pretty much focuses on the fantasy sports, both season on and daily along with the emerging uh, legal sports betting scene here in the United States as far as the law and that and do some degree the business side are concerned. Uh, so that's the type of content that you're going to see on that website. Okay. And then advocacy for fullness and sports is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. Basically, what we try to do there is bring stories and from athletes um, that you may not find other places and also take a look at the legal side where that intersects with sports and how that has affected athletes, teams, and just kind of bring in that angle. I, I, I had the uh, chance to check out both of these websites yesterday and it, it was a lot to take in. They're like, There's so much going on on both of them. Like I wasn't even aware of, you know, so both of them yeah. are, are good quality websites for what they are respectively. And I want to focus right now though on the, uh, the legal sports report because uh, the interesting is interesting to me because the DFS aspect of, uh, of gaming, uh, it's, it's an internal conversation that we have here that we could, you could make a hot list, a collecting hot list on, uh, on daily, for, daily fantasy sports. Do you think that's true, like, from a week-to-week, especially during the football season, from a week-to-week basis, you can tell who's hot in the hobby by looking at the top performers on, like, you know, DraftKings or, or FanDuel? Yeah. I think that there's probably going to be some carryover there. Um, I, my, my one, I guess my one caveat is I don't know if, like, the secondary market 
for cards is going to shift drastically on a week-to-week basis based on on-field or on-court or whatever surface he would have performance. Sure. Um, that, that would be my one caveat. But it would definitely make an interesting case study to do like over the course of the season to compare how a player is doing as far as fantasy points that he put, that he puts up and week-to-week also measure and record the value of, like, say, his top five or ten most valuable cards and see how that the how those values do or don't fluctuate and if there is some correlation. I think, I think it is an interesting case study, and it, it's probably something that could be done fairly easily. Uh, yeah. baseball player, a baseball player that comes to mind is Joey Gallo, and uh, mm-hmm. when he when he hit that when he hit the scene a couple of years ago. And he, he, you know, he debuts with a couple home runs, and he's just that week he had that debut week. His card prices shot way through the roof from you know from yeah. minuscule to, to through the roof. And football wise, mm-hmm. you can look at like uh, Kareem Hunt or Alvin Kamara last season, mm-hmm. or Zeke Elliott to some extent uh, the season before, and they were constantly in the top performers on, on daily on DFS. And then the secondary market did react. But it's not going to do – with that being said, it's not like if Tom Brady goes out and, you know, throws for 500 yards and, you know, six touchdowns, his cards are not going to fluctuate all that much because he, yeah. the market for him has already been set. Mm-hmm. So. And that's what you expect him to do. Exactly, yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. All right. Yeah. Uh, so staying on the gaming thing, in your opinion, do you think that daily daily fantasy sports will be legalized throughout the country uh, eventually? Because right now, you know, it's not like that. Like here in Texas, yeah. we we can play DraftKings, but we can't play FanDuel. Do you think it's going to be mm-hmm. across the country uh, free, fair game for everybody? I think it's a matter. I think eventually, yes, it will be. Um, if for no other reason, then eventually all the state legislatures are going to catch on to this is something that they can get revenue from sure. by taxing it. Um, and so that's eventually going to, I think, be the motivating factor for the legalization and regulation of not only uh, daily fantasy sports, but sports betting as well. I think eventually it's going to come to all 50 states. Um, it's just going to be a matter of, as far as how lucrative it's going to be for these state governments, for the, for the, the general coffers, the treasuries, there's going to be a matter of how they regulate it uh, because you've got to provide incentive for the folks and the betters to come over from the quote-unquote illegal offshore channels and gravitate towards these new legal ones. Okay. and That, that makes sense. I think that eventually in Texas we get it figured out. <laughs> Greg Abbott yeah. Greg Abbott helps us. Is it legal there in, uh, in uh, Kansas? Are you, are you in Kansas or are you in Missouri? I'm in Missouri. So is it and is it fully, fully legal there? Yeah, DFS is legal here in Missouri. Um, as of right now, sports betting is not. However, there are forces looking in Jefferson City to change that. So we'll see what what happens when. Sweet. Okay. All right. We're going to wrap this up, uh, but before we do, I want to give you give you a chance to. Uh, Plug anything you want to plug. Tell my listeners where they can find you on social media so they can stay uh, in the know on this kind of stuff. Uh, go ahead, man. Yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter at D, as in dog, telling sports, H-E-L-L-I-N-G, sports. And uh, 
Instagram at Derek Helling Sports, D-E-R-E-K. Um, and as far as what I'm working on right now, currently working on another installment of my piece for Advocacy and Fairness about the recent court decision not to make the NHL concussion litigation a class action affair, um, some more sports betting stuff. And I've also got a podcast uh, that I recently launched called the Bread and Circuses Podcast, so I'd appreciate anybody checking me out there as well. Bread and Circus, can you find that where, on iTunes, Stitcher, where at? Yeah, yeah, just search yeah, just search for it on iTunes and you should be able to find it. Well, there you go, guys. Go check him out on that. Uh, Derek, you are my second Derek this week. The first Derek worked over in grading, and now you're here with uh, lots of sports talk. So thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. Guys, we're going to get out of here on that. Thanks for hanging out. Until next week, just keep listening. To the Jericho. Headphones are pushing foe to mission control. It's stories to be told. Foes decode these remotes. Broke down buses. Behold the illness from CO. Deep through the keyhole to see this one light. Leeches lurking in the darkness. Won't leave living tonight. Punchline for this fight because they heads ain't fed right. How can you see my brother with no perspective of sight? Can't do good and live right. Kick snares and hi hats. They be the get right. Here they give the blind sight. What? Me and my people just might tonight, alright? Me and my people just might.